up this morning and giving us an opportunity to enter into your presence. Lord God, we just thank you, Lord God, and Lord God, we, we pray and ask that you would help us, Lord God, to present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto you. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would help us, oh Lord, to, Lord Jesus, to live according to your expectations. Lord God, you've provided guidance for us through your word. Lord, and you said man should pray always without ceasing. Lord God, and so in this, this, as we have been praying and as we continue to uh, be prayerful, Lord Jesus, throughout the service, throughout the teaching of your word, Lord God, we pray and ask that you remember those that are tuning in, those that are listening now and in our presence, those that will be listening later, Lord God, we just thank you right now and ask that you would bless them, Lord Jesus. You know the need of every individual. You know, Lord God, uh, the thoughts and everything that dwells within our hearts. Lord Jesus, you know our cries. You know our requests. Oh, Holy Spirit, thank you, Jesus. Lord God, we just thank you, Lord God, and ask that you would bless, Lord Jesus, and, and remember those that are sick, Lord God, and those that are bedridden, but yet they'll be listening. And Lord God, those that are in places where they cannot just get up and come, Lord God, because of distance, because of transportation, Lord God, uh, because of whatever the situation might be, you understand and you know, and you know their heart's desire as they listen to this broadcast. Lord Jesus, we thank you right now, Father, for we know that your blood still has the power that we need, Lord, for our soul salvation. Lord, we just thank you. There's nothing like your blood that has been shed on Calvary for the remission of sin. Lord Jesus, and so we pray and ask that you would continue to watch over and keep us, Lord God, and Lord God, in all the endeavors that not only we have, but those that are listening, Lord God, you know the desires of their heart. Lord Jesus, and we just ask that you would meet those desires, Lord God, and we just want to thank you, Lord. 
We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Those that are tearing for the Holy Ghost, we ask that you would fill them. We pray against spirits of deceit, Lord God, and, and we pray against distractions and, Lord God, oppression and suppression, Lord God, that works against the individuals, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you. And we're going to continue to give you praise, to give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, mighty God. Bless you, Lord Jesus. I want to welcome you to Inside the Pages presented by Cornerstone, uh, Cornerstone of Grace. Yes, we are uh, transitioning. We are in uh, a move according to, uh, with the Spirit of God. And so we just want to, to thank you for tuning in. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. You know, that's our official time, but it's something about when we arrive, we get here minutes early, 30 minutes early, and we just start going into prayer and worship at that time. And we can't help it. God is just so good. But our service praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. And on Wednesdays. Bible study at 7 p.m. We are in the book of Genesis. And so we are uh, really just looking at the, 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 the cause of all things uh, and the designing mind behind it all. And so that's on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Saturdays at 11.30 p.m. And this is Pacific time, uh, 11.30 p.m. You'll find us on 99.5 FM on the radio dial, or you can tune in uh, to KKLA.com, uh, which is the website for the radio station, and they carry the broadcast live, live through that. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Out of all things that we do, no matter what we might give, sacrifice, you know, whatever it is, the Bible tells us that obedience is better than sacrifice. So we must be obedient to God's word. If we believe his word and we say we're faithful, then that means we're being obedient. If we're being bold, we're gonna be bold by being obedient, not dogmatic, but just obedient to what God has to say. There's a polite way of telling someone that you're not going to do something wrong. And so let's face our oppositions by being obedient to the word of God. At this time, we're going to have our opening scripture and, and then that's going to be followed by a song. And then we're going to go into the word of God uh, in the book of Mark, in the book of Mark. And we're, we're going to be talking about just simply talking about the good news you know, it's a simple phrase with powerful results. Amen. Today's opening scripture will come from the 34th division of the Psalms, 133. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord and the humble thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. 
And the Bible says, and they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God with and having favor with all the people. And the, and the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of the word.
what a dynamic message coming from the song. I pray we all be ready for his return. You know, that's what it's all about. No matter what we've done, no matter where we've been, what we said, will you be ready for his return? And I, I know that's a subject that's not talked about. You know, one thing about, about our, hmm, how can I say this? But we, we tend to swing with trends. You know, even in the church world, I, I find that uh, people are, are, they go with trends. So, you know, not too long ago, people were talking about uh, white, black, yellow, green. All the churches was talking about Black Lives Matter because that was the trend on the media. You know, and, and then they start, you know, and people talked about uh, when Trumpism, when Trump was in office and all that. Uh, Cornerstone, we don't believe in that. We don't believe in swinging with the trends and the fashions. Uh, Paul said, I don't want to know nothing among you, but Christ and him crucified. That's what I want to know. I want to know about what Jesus is doing. Because uh, God, you know, as a child, you may have heard this song. He has the whole world in his hand. 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 You know, and so God, in other words, God has control of everything. So everything that there is, we need to put some prayer behind it. And we need to govern ourselves according to the, if everyone was doing that, and they're not, everyone is not going to do it. I'm a realist, be real. It's not going to happen. Uh, not in this day and time, not in the day of man, which is the sixth day. That's where we are. We're within the sixth day. But when the seventh day come, those that are holy will be on his right. The Bible says sheep's on the right, goats on the left. They'll never run together anymore. Those are, that, those are, that phrase comes from a song, but it has the truth to it. If you are not living for God, then who are you living for? I know that I used to live for myself. Now, I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm ashamed of things that I may have said and done prior to coming into the knowledge of the truth and repenting of those sins and my life changing and me lining up with, with what God has said, you know, and the same for you and those and others have the same testimony because the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so we've all been there, done that. And, and so it is, you know, in order to be ready, then we've got to make change and we have to change according to God's word. I'm not talking about according to my word. I'm not talking about my opinion or anything like that because my opinion don't matter. Matter of fact, my opinion got me in so much trouble and just like yours did. So, you know, your opinion have you saying things that you should not be saying, doing things that you should not be doing. And so thank God, my testimony today, this is this is Pastor Carl Henderson, pastor of Cornerstone. And I just want you to know my testimony is God delivered me from uh, from being a workaholic. And I say workaholic because I was working two jobs, two eight hour jobs. Mm -hmm. And I was a functioning dependent while I was working those jobs. So I was always, as some might say, out my mind. 
And when God saved me, my mother saw it. When God changed my life from the bumbling and, and tumbling and all the stuff that I was doing, my brothers and sisters saw it. And, you know, we have a testimony that all of us are serving the Lord now. You know, and so it has made a difference. Your impact and your obedience to God will impact those around you, your children and everyone. And I have have children, well, adult children, and they're all in service. They all believe in the Lord. And then I love it when they when I see them worshiping the Lord and, and sometimes the Lord overwhelms them as much as he overwhelms me. And the tears begin to flow, not because of sadness, but gladness. And so we're gonna we're gonna go into the word of God this We're talking about following the word of God. Paul told the church, said, follow me as I follow Christ. And I'm following Christ this morning. So if you will follow me. Now, if I'm if I stop following the Lord, don't follow me. That 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 goes without saying. But follow me as I follow Christ and you will be blessed. You'll find peace for your soul. You'll find a joy that you did not have. And you'll find strength in how to deal with situations when they come up, because situations will come up. The Bible said if you live godly, you're going to suffer persecution. And so meaning that you become an intended target. Now, you may have suffered some persecution and you weren't living godly. But know that you are a threat. An enemy knows that you are a threat. And knowing that when you commit your life, when you change teams and you go over to the Lord's side, you know that you are a dynamic now. You are uh, filled with uh, power or being filled up with power by the word of God, which is the most powerful thing, a powerful substance that there is in the universe. Uh, you know, the, the word of God is, is powerful. The Bible said it's more powerful than the two of sword. It can cut deep down into an individual way past the, the spirit of man and, and in between the, the marrow of the bone, the word of God can reach that far. And it did because it did it for me. The book of Mark, the third chapter. And I, I just want to talk about the good news. I just want to talk about it this morning. I, I'm not going to preach it out. I, I'm excited about the Lord and what he is doing. The third chapter, beginning at the 19th verse, the ninth verse. Let's start at the ninth verse. It says, and he spake to his disciples that a small ship should wait on him because of the multitude, lest they should throng him. He, so he told them to, to go out and get on a, a ship uh, and wait for me a small one, nothing big, but uh, this is going to be adequate. They understood what he wanted. And so that, and to wait on him because he was being overwhelmed by people. He was being overwhelmed by people. And I love this. Oh my God. Thank you, Jesus. He was being overwhelmed by people, not because they wanted some money. He wasn't being overwhelmed by people because, uh, because they 
they, they, you know, they wanted some money. Give me a new house. Give me a car. Give me a job. You know, uh, give me a wife or a husband. Uh, he was being overwhelmed by people because he had healed many. I, I'm one of the many that he healed. He healed many. He healed many. Many did he heal. And so much that they pressed upon him to touch him. If I could just touch him as many that had plagues, many that was overwhelmed with, with disease and, and, and had been overtaken by evil, unclean spirits. We, we could just put all spirits, and demon possession and oppression and suppression under unclean spirits, been overtaken. And now if you, if you, you knew that before you got saved, if, if you're not saved, but if you knew that before you got saved, like I do that, there was unclean spirits at work in your life. You may not have wanted to term those things as being unclean spirits, but if you were out sexing it up with, with anybody that was not, whether you was married or not, it was unclean spirit. If you were overwhelmed, as I mentioned, as far as uh, being a, 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 a not just a, a workaholic, but self-sedating all the time with all kinds of, that was an unclean spirit, a functioning dependent, you know, and you know, always looking for a good time. And so looking for a good time, there, there was no balance. And, and so therefore I was really destroying my body, destroying my soul and, you know, and doing harm to myself. Unclean spirits do that. The Bible said when they saw him, those unclean spirits, fell down before him and cried, saying, Thou art the Son of God. The Bible said where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. When, uh, when you come into the church and the Spirit of the Lord is, has been entreated, God has been, uh, we've entreated him. You know, we, we come into uh, this place and we're, we're looking to move out of this place uh, into a different place, but when we come here, uh, we pray and we walk in with a conscious awareness that this place that we're using is not fully consecrated unto the Lord. In other words, we consecrate it for the service that we're going to have. But those that use this same, and it's a beautiful edifice, but they are not consecrated for the sole purpose unto the Lord. We're talking sole purpose unto the Lord. Therefore, when you walk into this service, you feel the presence of God. And if there is an unclean spirit, if there is someone that walks in that is not right, we're not gonna beat them up, hammer them down, you know, and nail them to the cross because all that's been done for us already. But they should feel, they will feel a certain conviction about themselves as the worship is going on. Well, we don't have to tell nobody, get up and worship with us. No, we, we, we go into worship and you feel led to worship too. You know, that, that's, that's how it is. That's how it should be. Uh, because those that Bible said, my sheep know my voice. Now, something about, about the sheep knowing his voice, because uh, sometimes we look, and because a person is not saved, we'll say, well, they're not part of his sheep. But Jesus said, I have, a, I have another fold that you don't know about. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. He's just pouring out right now. 
And so he has another foe that, 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 that you're not aware of. And he has some that he's already called and they have not taken heed to the call. They've heard it and they're on their way, uh, but they haven't arrived yet. And when they arrive, it's not that they didn't hear his voice. They arrived because they heard his voice. And you may have been sitting there all along hearing the voice of God. And you look at them uh, not knowing that, uh-huh, but yet they're feeling his presence. And they're going to fall down and they're going to worship him. And they're going to acknowledge that he is the son of God. And he straightly charged them that they should not make this known. And Jesus was trying to be incognito. He was, he was wanting to keep things down at this moment. And so he, he went up into a mountain and he called unto him whom he would. And they came unto him. So obviously the, the, from the time that he told them to prepare the ship and they, and, and they got on the ship and they made their journey, they went into a mountain. And he ordained 12. He appointed 12 individuals. He appointed 12 that they should be with him, that they should be his disciples. See, when we come into the church, we are uh, it's part of the discipleship of Christ and, and that they should um, uh, be with him. Uh, everybody cannot and will not be part of that inner circle. It don't mean that you're outcast, but there is a inner circle of the administration. And so he appoints to that you should be with me. I want you to be with me. If you look at the when you look at the structure of the church, everybody's not working the, the, the cameras. Everybody's not working the audio. Everyone is not. Uh, they might have skill to do that, but everyone is not doing it at that moment. Uh, the assignment is only for those that it has been appointed to, to operate that and to become fully acquainted with it and on a professional level in the church, just like you do on your job. I hope you're being professional on your job. And so at a professional level that you handle with the same courtesy, and carefulness that you do then you're going to do it in the church and so he called and ordained 12 that they should be with him that he might send them for to preach he called the 12 ordained them appointed them i'm teaching you this is the instruction uh, so he gives them instructions so that they will go forth and preach the word. They're gonna go forth and proclaim the word of God. They're gonna go forth and give simply the good news that a savior has come, that you've met with the Messiah, that you've seen the blind uh, receive their sight. You've seen the healing of the, the people. Mighty God, I believe it was John. John had been in prison. Uh, because uh, he told uh, the king, it is not, it's not cool, man, that you're fooling around with your brother's wife. And I don't think any of us would think that was cool. And, and so they did not like, his, his brother's wife did not like the fact that this was being told to him. And so the daughter of this woman was going to dance before the king. 
and she put on some type of performance. I mean, she was dropping it. She was dipping it. She was moving it in such a way that the king said, I, I'm, I'm, he was so impressed that he said, you can ask for what you want up to uh, half of my, my kingdom. And she went back to her mother and said, this is what the offer has been. What should I do? And she said, ask for the head of John the Baptist. And so John lost his head. But while John was had been jailed for this, for the statement of standing up and, and, and taking a, now John had said, I, I must decrease so that he would increase. Uh, John had already made that statement, but he didn't know that, that it meant a beheading. You, you know, uh, sometimes when you when you pray, Lord, make me what you want me to be. And, and you know, and you didn't get all into a certain rhythm in your prayer. And Lord God, lift me up, turn me around. Oh, Lord God, make God want to be. Lord God, what you want me to be. To make me a better woman. Make me, You don't know what that might entail. It might entail some heartache. I say that from my own personal experience. I was praying, Lord, make me what you well, make me the man that you want me to be for the ministry. And it it has some heartache that came with it. It has some betrayal that accompanied it. Yeah, it made me, it hurt it bad, very bad. Needless to say that when you get hurt very bad, you know, your eyes water up. And that water don't don't reside, don't roll back into your head. It rolls down your face, male or female. And so, and and God uses you know i remember one time that i was talking to the pastor and the pastor said you know uh the david said it was good that i was afflicted and i didn't get that i didn't get it i tried to get it i i i heard what was said and i tried to you know well okay i, I get it. i didn't get it it took me years to understand what that meant i had to live through that and so John did not know that when he said I would have to increase in order for him to, uh, that I would have to decrease, excuse me, in order for him to increase. And the Lord uh, told his disciples, said, go back and tell John. Because John asked the question, like we do, we ask the question, Lord, uh, are you really with me? You know, with all that's going on, you know, Lord, are you there? Are you present? You know, we start, we begin questioning. The Lord told John, said, told his disciples, said, go back and tell John uh, that the, the blind is being, is receiving their sight. Go back and tell them that people are being healed. Go back and tell them that those that were suppressed and down are, are receiving joy and their lives are being changed. And so John had to accept that answer as, okay, that he is the one to come. Now, maybe John was hoping that that him being the one to come, that Christ coming was going to free him from the imprisonment, but not so. John lost his head. Maybe we need to lose our head. We need to lose our mind for him. I'm not talking about a physical, but I'm talking about we need to let go of some things and get some things out of our minds. But listen, listen. So they went up into the mountain and he called unto him that they should go unto him and he ordained them. And not only did he send them out to preach, yeah. now, now Cornerstone, you, you need to uh, you need to pay attention to this because for the past couple of weeks we've been in the same vein, uh, you know, and we're not ready to leave this yet. Uh, but he gave them power, not fake power, 
Some people got fake power. Uh huh. They they pretend to have power. It's a, it's a gimmick. It's a it's a scheme. And so shame on them. God's gonna deal with that. But He gave them power to heal sickness. He gave them power to heal sickness. He gave them power to heal sickness. That requires a consecrated life. That requires someone that's willing to hear what God has to say. Because you might think that it is one thing. Uh, this man went to Jesus and said, um, oh, my time is going by fast. This man went to Jesus and said, your disciples could not what they could not do. Even though Jesus had ordained them, taught them, gave them enough to send them out to preach and to carry on them and to heal sickness and to cast out devils. This man said, your disciples couldn't do it. Well, what's the problem? What was going on? That, that they could not heal this man, this child, my son. Jesus uh, dealt with them about their faith. And he told them that some things come by prayer and fasting. You ought to have a fast day. At least one day of the week that you consecrate and fast unto the Lord, even when you don't want to. Maybe you might be craving something on that day. Well, don't do it on that day. But when it becomes every day, that's a problem. And sometimes the flesh shows up and say, no, nah, I don't want to fast today. I know there's been days that I say, I'm going to fast. And then, you know, I don't feel like it, but... But then I press on and fast because that's what it is. It is a consecration unto the Lord. It's a sacrifice of not eating and, you know, and, and drinking uh, uh, Dr. Pepper and, and all of that kind of stuff. It is a consecration unto the Lord. And so your flesh is going to rebel against doing that. But nonetheless, you're going to prevail over it because you're doing it unto the Lord. Now, I say that for all of us and everybody listening, including my ears. The messenger always gets the message two, three times, you know, and, and so uh, he sends them out. Now, there was one child that the Lord healed and looking, the, the man said, my son don't, don't talk. He's not, he, you know, he's just, yeah, he just seemed to be all messed up. You know, maybe, maybe he was like me, just, just all types of crazy. And the Lord, when the Lord healed him, he called in a deaf, dumb spirit. Someone else may have interpreted incorrectly. Certainly the, 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 fair, the scribes didn't heal him. The Pharisees didn't do it. The Herodians didn't do it. The chief priests didn't do it. The disciples didn't do it. But he gave them power to heal sickness and to cast out devils. Now, when he called them, it was there was Simon, Peter, James, the son of Zebedee, John, the brother of James, and he surnamed them Barnier, just, Jesus, there we go, Barnier, Bolnir, Jesus, which is the sons of thunder. And Andrew and Philip and Bartholomew and Matthews and 
Thomas and James, the son of Alphaeus and, and Thaddeus and Simeon, the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, Mark writes, which also betrayed him. And they went into the house. Jesus invited them in to where he was. Just as he has sent out an invitation today. He sent out one yesterday. Did you get the text? Did you get the tweet? Did you get the message? Did you hear the podcast? Did you hear it on the radio? There was an invitation that went out. Have you accepted that invitation? I, I, I like how Mark begins his witness of Jesus. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the son of God, as it is written in the prophets, behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare the way before thee. The voice of one cried in the wilderness, prepare ye the way. Now, can't you get John's message? Prepare the way of the Lord. Maybe he did that when there was a crowd of people. Maybe he did it when there was no people, but one or two. Maybe he just whispered it out as he walked by people, prepare the way of the Lord. The Lord is coming. Get ready. Get ready. Make his path straight. Like John, who Mark was referring to, prepare the way of the Lord. Get ready. Receive him. Whatever you're struggling with, uh, whatever those struggles are, whether they're self-inflicted, you know, a lot of our pain is self-inflicted. He come to resolve that. And, but you got to prepare that way. You got to make a way for him. You got to move some stuff out the way. Uh, even that stuff that you shoved into the closet, stuff that you don't want nobody to know about. I think all of us is, is aware of that, you know, we made space in the closet even when there was no space that we didn't want nobody. We don't want nobody to know about that stuff. He needs to know about that. He's not going to betray your trust. He's not going to expose your your dirty laundry like people do on Facebook. People expose dirty laundry on, on Instagram and, and, uh, and other places. Just exposing stuff. That's wrong. That's wrong. Why would you do that? Uh, the Bible tells us, and again, he entered into Capernaum. The second chapter is where I'm reading from. After some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. You ought to tell somebody where to find Jesus at. And they might be struggling with all the shenanigans that have gone on the previous, you know, over the years. But somebody is being real. You know, that's what caught my attention. That's what stirred my heart up and it erased all the excuses that I had because I was an individual that, that said, I'm not going to church. I'm not going to ever go to church. I, I've been to church when I was, but I said I was never going to church. And so one day I had a dream and in that dream, a minister, matter of fact, that minister uh, was my pastor, became my pastor before their demise. And in that dream, Overseer Irvin said, we left, didn't we? I understood what that meant. It meant that what I was experiencing and what I was using as an excuse 
for for walking away from the church as a as a young person, and I'm talking about young. I was 1920s, you know, and and uh, saying I would never go to church again because of what I saw and was exposed to that just was unimaginable to me as an individual. That those words said, let it go and follow God. Don't follow men because men can fail. Now God used men for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ that you'll find out in Ephesians. He's using me. But our hope should not be that we put men on such a pedestal that if they fall down off that pedestal, it messes you up. And I wasn't the only one that had to learn that lesson. And thank God a lesson was learned. And so in that dream of being told to follow uh, that, to follow God, forget about following the fail or thinking about the failure of others, follow God. That's who we're supposed to be following anyway. Follow him. And so uh, the Bible tell us that he entered into Capernaum and there was noise about in the house and straightway many were gathered together in so much that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. So nobody could squeeze in you know, sometimes you walk into a crowded place and you can squeeze in into that 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 crowded space and get into to see what you're trying to see. And he preached the word unto them. Jesus preached the word. I don't know how he preached it. You know, I like to make fun of this. It's just my imagination. Excuse me in my folly and my foolishness, you know, and from growing up in, in a, a Pentecostal environment, you know, or apostolic, you know, where the minister, you're not preaching to you. God said, and he said, and God said, give me an amen. And, you know, growing up, and I, I do make comic of that, you know, even when I go to my home church and other places. Did Jesus preach like that? I, I don't think so. <laughs> Preaching is the is the is the exhortation sometimes they'll reduce it to to preach exhortation and teach you but listen preaching is the exhortation of the word where you're not giving as many analogies um uh to uh to get the message of cross you know you may give some but not as many as you do when you're teaching where you really break it down and so jesus preached the word which meant that he he traveled through the scriptures and and the and the intent of the message to give unto the people. And so he preached the word unto them and they came unto him. They got the message that he was able to heal the sick. And so one sick with palsy, which was born of four, four people were carrying him. Maybe you need to grab, maybe maybe you might invite a friend to church and they don't wanna go, but get three more and carry them in and see what God does. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, because there was too many people, they couldn't squeeze by. Nobody was going to let them in. Nobody was having pity. It was every man for himself. And I can agree with that. Listen, 
uh, you want to be saved, it's going to have to be a selfish thing. This is one area that you can be very selfish about and, and help somebody else in the same. So they brought his friend. And, and because they could not get in, they, they tore open the roof and they lowered him down. And he said, I say unto thee, arise and take thy bed and go thy way to thy house. And immediately he arose and took up the bed and went forth before them all insomuch that they were amazed and they glorified God. They glorified him. The church, the minister should not be looking for any glory. The glory belongs to God. If God did not use, if he didn't change my life, I would still be the, the, the knucklehead that I was. Now, it, it don't matter. And I use knucklehead. I don't care how successful you are. I'm talking about the fact that you were an enemy of God. You would still be the same. Some of the ministers and the preachers and people that you see on television and hear over the airwaves and stuff, if it wasn't for God, they would. Oh, I'm, I'm very candid at times. They would still be out horn. They would still be men and ladies of the evening. We'll put it that way. They would still be liars. Not because they lied to get out of something. They were just liars, period. They were possessed with the spirit of lying. They would still be addicted and some of them would be even dead now. I can't imagine that I would still be alive if it wasn't for the Lord. I, I can't. Imagine that. I don't know because I'm with the Lord. He saved me and he is my hero. Not a, not an athlete, not a ball player. They're only doing a job. They've reached a high level of performance. They're doing their job. They're not a hero. They don't save me because I watched them play and they might inspire me to do better, you know, um, not at this age, but I can understand them inspiring you to want to be athletic or, or something like that. But it's not a hero. They're not a hero. They didn't say you. Matter of fact, you may not have never met any of them. And truth be told is that they may have driven right by you. Saw you with a flat tire. Didn't stop. Didn't stop the bus to help you change your tire either. Not a savior. Has nothing to do with your soul. However, they may have inspired. Let's glorify God. Don't glorify the, the, the man that, that, that God is using. I'm grateful to, to, my, to the leadership and the pastor that God used to, uh, to, to, to raise me and to birth the ministry uh, that I have today. I'm grateful as they taught me how to minister and, 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 and then said, now go on, go. And God bless you. I didn't leave and, and go anywhere without the blessing. And if I went to minister at another church, I would let them know that I'm going over here with permission from you. And after I went to minister at other churches, I came back to my leadership to let them know where I had been and what and what was accomplished. Even if I just went to sit in the back row to be an encouragement to the ministers that was up speaking. That is, and I still do that. I still just go and sit just to be an encouragement, not to speak. I don't want to speak. 
I'm not led to speak in them. I'm there to be an encouragement. I'm there to tell you to go ahead. I'm here to let you know that I love you. I'm here to let you know that that, that God blessed me and put you on my heart to, to come over here uh, to, to support you and to bring a, an offering for the church and to just so that you can thrive. I just want to be another voice with the other voices that said, amen to what's going on. Thank you, Jesus. And so the Lord healed him. No one else could heal him. The chief priests didn't heal him. The Pharisees, the, the Sadducees, the Herodians, they didn't do it. And so when we, when we, as we begin reading, we started out with the, the, the third chapter at the ninth verse. But prior to that, he had entered into the synagogue. And there was a man with a hand that was with it. I don't know how long that man had been there. And I just can't, I can't imagine what he might have been going through with a, uh, being a one-handed man. What the kids may have said about him when they saw him, because kids, as we all found, have some of us have found out can be um, insensitive in their speech, in their laughter. You know, sensitive for us because we're the one that have the, you know, maybe dealing with something, but to that child, they just, they want, they're gonna make fun of something. You know, one of the prophets, uh, he had got all his hair cut off, which is very stylish today for men and women to, uh, you know, to have a bald head. And they looked at him and laughed at him and talked about him. And he called for a bear to eat them up, you know, because of that. And and so, or at least a bear came and ate them up. And, and the 40 of them, all these kids was grouped together and got devoured. We're making fun of somebody. Well, here it is, this man with the withered hand. Is it going to church? Sometimes we go to church year after year and we have an issue that's going on in our life. And the minister, the, the, the person that's over the service don't, or maybe they might see the issue. This man hand is with us, so it was obviously seen, but they don't know how to deal with it. There's nothing they can do. Sometimes they make statements, say things like, well, if you didn't, uh, if you didn't, then, you know, maybe you wouldn't be in that condition or, or statements like life happens, get over it and stuff like, because there is not happening with them, you know? And so people will say things and do things and uh, because of their ignorance, that, that's what I, I put it as, they're ignorant in that moment. They, they lack of understanding. This man sat there uh, with a withered hand and they watch those church administrations and some of, all of them that was there, some of them unpitiful members, watch whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day, that he might, uh, that they might accuse him. They want to find a reason to work against him. And he said unto the man, which had the withered hand, stand forth, come here, get up. God is going to do something. Sometimes you, you've got to, you'll fear. You might be a little apprehensive when you go into the service. That, that when they do the altar call, you know, some we have a custom that, that the altar call, you know, at the end of the message where people come down for prayer. And so you might feel the person might have felt a little apprehensive, a little afraid, you know, all eyes on me. You know, as I as I consider walking down this aisle, you ain't even got about your seat yet. And you're already thinking about all the eyes on you. 
And you don't want nobody to think nothing bad about you. No one's going to think, those that are in their right mind are not going to think nothing bad about you. Don't be concerned about those that are not in their right mind because they need to be following with you. And so he called this man and he went down. And this man, I think he had an understanding also of the, the scribes and Pharisees and those that was in the audience uh, looking at him. And he said unto them, is it lawful? Jesus said unto them, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath day or to do evil? If I ignore this man and he's sitting here in the service, if I do not help this individual that has come in, that have gotten up, did his best to clothe himself, did his best to wash himself, did his best to get prepared to be acceptable. Because if you didn't come into the synagogue in an acceptable fashion, you could be uninvited. This man came, the best, did the best he could as so many others mentally being prepared, physically getting prepared with one hand. He's handicapped. Don't, didn't say he was there with his wife and children. Didn't say he was there with friends and family. This man sat there and I don't believe it's his first time. The Lord called him, sent unto him. And, and he, when he looked around about them with anger, he looked at all of the church folks. And so I refer to the church folks. You remember, you part of a club, not part of the body of Christ, not part of salvation. You just go and be out of, out of routine. When my mother went here, my grandmother went here. Uh, some, some folks is going to churches because their relatives went there, but it has, but their soul is not being fed. They're just going out of a, a, a habit. You need to go someplace where your soul is going to be fed. You need to go someplace where your shenanigans is going to be called out and you're going to straighten up and fly right. And when he looked around about them with anger, and being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he said unto the man, stretch forth the hand. And he stretched out and his hand was restored whole as the other. This man could now clap his hands. This man could now uh, raise his hands without being embarrassed, without feeling that if I put my hand up, I'm gonna be talked about and looked at a strange way. He could now button his own shirt up he could go to the bathroom and, and use uh, the other hand to, to clean himself. Yeah, all of that comes into play. We got to think about it all. When now he got two hands where if he got a, if he got an itch, he can scratch it from either side. That means a lot. And for us that sometimes when we find ourselves whole and find ourselves doing well compared to others, we don't think about the inconvenience that others have. It could be as simple as someone being overweight. They know they overweight. I know when I gained pounds and, and needed to lose, I knew it and I felt it. You feel it in your clothes. You feel it if you sit down and try to cross your legs. You feel those things. You feel the inconvenience of the weight that you have. This man now was made whole. 
and no one else could feel what he was feeling, the joy that was restored. See, it wasn't just a, it wasn't just a, the hand that was restored. It wasn't just the, the fact that his hand was made whole. Bless you, Jesus. You have to consider that his heart was made whole. His mind is now whole. His spirit is now whole. There's a whole, his, his world has changed from what he once knew. Maybe he could not work. Maybe someone they didn't want to. Maybe someone did give him a, but whatever he was, he could not do, he could now do it. There was a whole elevation that occurred in that moment that his hand became whole. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God, bless your Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. The Pharisees went forth and straightway took counsel with the Herodians. So you had two sects of people, the, the, the group of the Pharisees, a member of ancient uh, Jewish uh, distinguished strict observers of the law tradition. I'm sorry, we believe in certain traditions, but the, the, the real thing that we believe in is the word of God, because if the foundation be moved, where would the righteous stand? The foundation is the word of God. Not the tradition of men, not the organisms, or excuse me, the organizations. I don't even want to call the, some organizations are not really organizations, they're parasites. Destroying the very fiber and being of another person. They held on to traditions and they, they teamed up with the Herodians to oppose Jesus. He's breaking our tradition. He's making us look bad. Bless your Lord Jesus. He didn't come to destroy the law. He came to fulfill it. They had a form of godliness, but denied the power thereof. Bless you, Jesus. Let's not be like the Pharisees. Let's not be like the Herodians or the scribes. Now, the Bible does say, that except your righteousness exceed that of the Pharisees. In other words, they paid attention to what they were doing. Let's pay attention to what we're doing. That's what Jesus is talking about. Pay attention to what you're doing. Do what's right. Don't be arrogant. Don't think your righteousness is better than anyone else's because all man's righteousness is as filthy rags. That's what the Bible says. But understand what God is saying. Don't be like the Pharisee that stood by the, 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 the Republican and, and I'm not talking about the Democrats, but, but the Republican, as they referred to him as, 
um, and said, I'm not like other men. I'm not like this man who's a fornicator. I'm not like this man that, uh, you know, that's, that's running around with everybody and, 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 and doing things that he should not be. I'm not, I'm not a thief. I'm not this. I tithe and I give and offer and all this stuff. He boasted of himself. But the man that stood there, the Bible said that he smote his chest and said, I, I'm, he wouldn't even lift his eyes up. He wouldn't even lift his head up and said, I, I'm just a sinner. I'm nobody. I'm nobody. And, and you know, I still feel that way too. I'm nobody. I, I, I'm just blessed today. I'm just blessed for who I am to be able to talk to you and share with you the gospel. Uh, it comes under an enormous pressure, just like diamonds are, are pressed and pressured and heat is turned up on gold uh, to, to redefine it. And so uh, I've had my, my share of being put in the cauldron and being heated up over and over again to remove drop, which tells me that no matter how you look at the gold, there's still some dirt in it and it needs to be cleaned up. Thank you, Jesus. So we thank God for his grace. Thank God for his mercy and, and, and what the Lord is doing. And, and so at this time, let's, let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your word and allowing us to, to talk about your word today. Lord God, and for each one that have tuned in to hear, Lord God, those that are here and those that are on their way, Lord God, we just want to continue. Thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, as you have expanded our, our borders, Lord God, and how you have blessed us in such a way. Lord Jesus, to deliver your word, Lord God, and I, I pray and ask that you would bless each one that have heard your word, Lord God, to share it with someone else. Lord Jesus said to share with wisdom, to share with uh, knowledge and understanding that you're, you're able to do all things. Lord God, I, I'm your puppet, and I, and I thank you. I'm just an under-shepherd. Lord God, but our focus is on you and what you can and have done for each one of us. Just ask, Lord God, that you would bless us. You continue to use us, Lord God, pull our strings. Whatever you say, Lord God, we're saying yes. We're saying that we'll do it. Whatever you want me to say, whatever you want others to say, Lord God, as they yield unto you, Lord God. Lord God, that there's a yes that's ringing in their spirits right now. Lord God, and we just thank you, Father. We just pray and ask that you would bless us, Lord God, to... We just want to be used by you, Lord God, and we want to be found in a, a place where you say, well done, good and faithful servant. Lord God, we want to be found faithful over the few things that you have given us, Lord God, and to, and to manage and to work the, 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 those things, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Lord God, continue to bless and to heal, Lord God, and, and just as you, uh, unclean spirits was removed, Lord God, and... and the man was made whole because of you, Lord Jesus, and others was healed of sickness. And Lord God, and they embrace begin. Some began embracing your word and following with you, not because of what you had done, but Lord God. But Lord Jesus, the proof was was in the healing. The proof was in the the the, the freedom. The proof was in Lord God being established. And as they began to follow you, Lord God, and hearing and being taught of your word respecting and embracing, Lord God, the teaching, Lord God, uh, uh, we just thank you, Lord. And we ask that you will continue to help us, oh Lord God, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Thank each one of you that have tuned in. You know, and I, I, the Lord is blessed. 
we're moving forward to move into a, a right edifice uh, and for our, our, the purpose of our, um, for the purpose of the ministry. And so the Lord has blessed us where we, we actually, uh, besides finding us on Amazon podcast, you can also find our book uh, that has been, and this is not a theologian book where it's been written, where, where, where it's been read. You know, sometimes you're reading stuff and you're reading where they have taken the words of another person and put it into a book and then they're quoting them. No, these are, this book is written of dreams and visions and understanding that God has given this little man. And, and so it's called The Watchman. It's called The Watchman, Lion and Bob Wire. Lions and Barb Wire. You'll find it on Amazon as a digital download as well as a paperback. And so we we'll just thank God because it was divinely inspired by him uh, through a dream and vision. And you'll find it to be very inspirational as well as uh, helpful throughout daily. It's, it's an easy read. And so just want to put that out there. It's going to be posted on Instagram. It's going to be posted on a podcast, you know, as the Lord is blessed. I never thought that I would be in this particular place right now. Just so some would know that's listening. I'm overwhelmed by, by God. And so I'm overwhelmed that he would use me. You know, sometimes we look at what, that he used others, but you don't think about God using you. And so when you think about it, I'm trying to form words, but it, it softens the heart. So, yes, I'm very passionate. I'm very emotional about what God has done and what he is doing in my life. And, you know, and sharing it with others as well so that um, they will know what God has done for me. He absolutely will do it for you as well. But continue to pray for me. This, again, this is Pastor Albert Carl Henderson. And as I'm praying for you, Lord, say the same. We'll be back on Tuesday night in the book of Genesis. Wednesday. Thank you. Thank you. Wednesday night. I said Tuesday. And someone corrected me. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Amen. Be blessed. I brought my bass guitar and played with this song.